Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 bros and babes, captains and first mates. This is Billy Presida and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to my show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. And uh, if you are new to the program, and I feel like a few of you are, uh, this is the podcast where on most weeks I like to talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love. However, this week's guest is not one of my former flames. Nope, uh, it is comedian and podcaster Jared Freed, a.k.a. The J Train. <laughs> and uh, you'll learn more about him in a bit. How early is too early? To ask for butt stuff. This is a question I am pondering uh, this evening after what for me was a very nice and romantic and fun weekend. Had some extremely pleasant dates. And with one of them, it was uh we were we were doing some of the orals. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting a beach. She was uh, she was grabbing my ass, and I didn't even have to ask. So this is already a winning move as is. Love, love it when a lady wants to get a good handful of my badonkadonk. She's even like, she's like pushing my ass in. So she's like almost skull fucking herself through my ass. It's, it's, it's good. It's great. We're happy. And then, but then she's moving her hand underneath. She's cradling some balls, but then she goes under. And I think I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to get a finger here. This is great. What a surprise, a little bonus. That's uh that's what I call bonus content. <laughs> but no she doesn't she uh she's just like pressing up on the gooch she's putting pressure up underneath that gooch which you know maybe some light tickling could feel nice i, c- I can get into that but she's almost she's almost trying to finger that space that taints between the balls and the butthole i'm kind of like lady let's pick a side you know play with my balls or head on in there so I don't know if this was a a Cosmo tip gone wrong or like a tepid testing of the boundaries. Because maybe she's thinking, I don't know, can I just, can I finger his ass? I don't know if that's okay with him. I don't know if he wants that. I mean, I do host the Man Whore podcast. I feel like it's a fair assumption. And I want to ask. I just want to be like, oh, please. Like, uh, I'm I'm giving all the moaning hints that I can. And look, I know my number one piece of advice is usually to communicate. All right, but uh, I didn't really want to ask. I mean, this is only our second time getting naked. It's only our third date. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe this is, we hadn't fucked yet. So maybe, maybe asking for a finger in the hole, uh, we can hold off on it. It's just a little frustrating because I felt so kind of teased with the concept. I don't know. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? How early is too early? Because I'm quite smitten with her. Would hate to scare her off. <laughs> This week's guest on the podcast is Jared Freed. I have known Jared a long time. He is a very, very funny and talented stand-up comedian. Hosts an advice podcast called the J Train Podcast, uh, hosted by TotalFratMove.com. Uh, look, yeah, he's a his point of view is one we don't really get to hear about often on this show. Because look, I'm usually the straightest guy on this program. Okay, so it's going to be a bit of a dude cast. He and I sit down and, and chit-chat about ladies hooking up body image because both of us feel fat from time to time. I've known this guy a long time. He's always seemed super confident, like the type of type of frat guy you, you wish you had the swag of. I'll, I'll be honest, this conversation actually kind of humanized him to me a bit. He, he, I always assumed he was kind of like rolling in pussy, but turns out he's a bit more of a sweetheart. It was really cool to hear. So I hope you all enjoy the conversation. I know I did. So why don't you sit back, relax, and take a ride on the J train. You know what? I'm not proud of that either, okay? I'm, whew, that's, let's talk to Jared Freed. I don't like have a, I don't have a, the traditional like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, we just kind of get into things, but cool. I'm happy, I'm happy you're here because uh, I find you an interesting male specimen. Okay. Specimen. This yeah. Is, uh... <laughs> It just got scientific. Just, well, it's just like, you know, I think dudes who call themselves like frat guys mm-hmm. or man whore or whatever, we get looked at 
by people who read Jezebel and and they think not good things. Yeah, I mean, I think people, you know, I've never gone up to someone and been like, like even people give you labels. I don't think I've ever really gone up to someone and been like, I'm a frat guy. What's up? Like even when, even when I've done that and like got in front of that conversation because I think people think it about me, they get like offended that I would think that they think that. So it's like, so now I, everyone's I, offended. I guess I don't know. I just like. Uh, that's just something that since doing comedy, people have said about me. I've never said that before doing comedy. Like my friends and I never got together and be like, this is just a bunch of, you know, everyone thinks we're frat guys. Like we never even thought about it. It was just who we hung out with. So like, I think that's more something that people do when you go on stage. They need to put you in a box. They need to say, well, this is the frat guy that I knew from way back then. That's how I'll handle him as a performer on stage or on TV or whatever it is. And what's what's that do to you? Because like, because you're not you're not the guy I think of who gave me shit in high school who like yeah, was in a frat. You I know? don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that. I I think that person exists less than people want to believe. Like I think uh, people want to believe that there's all these people that want to get them. Like sitcom. You know, you watch on a TV show where this like a nerdy kid gets beat up by the bigger bully. That doesn't normally happen. I never watched that happen. I think what happens more is that the guy who's considered the bully just doesn't even know the nerd's name. And that's probably more upsetting to the nerd than anything else. Uh, Cause I just never thought of that. I never thought of like a social hierarchy when I was in high school. I never thought of a, so in college, I just was like, these are my buddies. Like I never cared about that. It seems like that's the job of the person looking up. And I've never really, I guess I've had the luxury of not thinking of that stuff. Well, I, th- I think everyone looks at the frat guy and just assume like, well, that's the dude who gets laid by all the women Get some drunk at parties, and that's not the case. So that's the, uh, the thing. Is there's a we you know I do my podcast. People write in for real advice, and they are in fraternities and sororities, and they have the same you know social qualms as anyone. You know, everyone's just has just wants to get by. Everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to be able to be the man and go out and meet girls. And every girl wants to find a guy that wants to like them and you know be with them. So. I think it doesn't matter who you are. You're looking for the same things. Yeah. Well, and, and then just people go to you to to find out how to do that. So yeah, I, should, I, I, I think. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I should say now it's like so I'm here I'm here with Jerry Fried and you do <laughs> but you you host a, a podcast as well which I yeah. which I've have enjoyed Thank surprisingly you, you know because again like you were telling me off mic it, you know it was called Total Frat Move and I thought well I went I yeah. wouldn't like that and then you listen. For five minutes, you're like, oh, it's, he's not like a bad guy. No. But it's now relaunched as, uh, what's the new name? It's the J Train Podcast. It was called the TFM Podcast, Total Frat Move Podcast. Basically, we just take emails from guys and girls and give them advice. And it's every day. I, I kind of con- have been consider myself like the big brother to uh, the younger audience or same-aged audience as, as me, just giving perspective. And I don't know how it got to the point where this many people write in for advice, but now they ask questions about relationships and buddies and living situations and spring break. It's just questions that anyone would have. And we just kind of discuss them and have an open conversation with whoever the guest is on the show and just show, I think the, the strength of the podcast is that it shows that it's okay to not be sure. And that everyone has been there. And everyone has had a moment where they're like, oh, God, what do I do when I'm in a bar and I meet this girl? What, how do I get that girl to come home with me? Or how do I get this guy to to know if this guy's into me for a relationship? You know, everyone's had those issues. And I think why people like it is it's an open conversation. And, it, you know, we all – I think this goes back to the labels conversation is that we all think – especially today, Facebook, uh, Instagram – you know, Twitter, everyone's putting up a bigger, uh, uh, like a much better, uh, everyone's marketing themselves really well. Everyone's putting up this packaging online that makes it look like life is easy for them when we're all sitting at home being like, man, I wish it was easy for me. When the reality is we all look better online than we do have it in person. So this is kind of a unifying thing where it's, you know, you're showing that other, other people have these same anxieties as you do. 
But at the same time, I think comedians will we stay home and we market ourselves. But at the same time, we'll also put out like something about our gross food we just ate or our bald spot. Yeah, like, we're the only ones who don't who actively try to put ourselves down well, on the social media. Yeah, I think social. You know, we'll what our job is to do is to look at something that you know be ahead of the curve that everyone's doing and be honest about it and say you know this is what we all think but we're not saying. Mm. You know, and that's uh, I think that's a lot of comedy. Like that's what I like to I like to do is like talk about things that like I like to be broad. I like to that the whole room's involved, but I like saying the things that we're we're all dealing with and kind of putting whatever spin on it and making it funny and being able to laugh together at it. Yeah, I get I get a lot of advice questions uh, from time to time about like sex and dating specifically. Okay, do you find that most of the answer? I find that most of the answers to the questions I get are simply just like communicate, like. Did you tell them? No. Yeah. Then go tell them. It's like also like uh, I think the best advice that was given on the podcast was Jimmy Fallon. You know him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon is funny ass comedian. He's great, and he's come on and he gave advice and he was like, "Be the captain." He's like, "When you're when you're uh, when you're on a plane, the captain comes on and says, we're going to this place.'" At the, we're going to be there at this time, and we're going to, you know, it, we're going to land at this airport. The captain is never like, "Well, maybe this, maybe that." You know, it's always here's where we're going. Here's how long it's going to take. It's going to be a few bumps here and there, but we're going to be fine. <laughs> and it's like if you act that way, you will get whatever you want because you are being direct and honest. And maybe that person that you're talking to says no to that direction that you're giving, and that's totally fine. But at least you know right away, and they know what they're in for. They know they're in for a four-hour flight where you're trying to fuck at the end, and, you know. So, and I and I think that's uh, Jimmy had that advice on podcasts. I've never forgot it because it's gr- it's a great lesson because we spend so much time, especially for sex and relationships, and we spend so much time not asking or not being honest about the things we really want, and then going down a road that maybe isn't the road we wanted to go down, and now we're like, shit, I'm in a two-year relationship that I thought was just going to be a hookup, and now I have to break up, break someone's heart when it didn't have to go this way, when in reality you could have said, hey, I'm just here, you know, let's go out, have fun, do our thing, and then maybe I'll call tomorrow, but probably not. And that's that's like any gendered uh, advice. Like that's totally. advice that anyone can take. Yeah. You know, it's not a... I mean, if you're a girl out there, a lot of girls, uh, the question I get asked is, how do I make this a relationship? Why is this not? Why is this just a text and a hookup? And it's like you gotta at you got this. You know what you want. You want a relationship. That's what you have to ask for. But do, but don't and you think there's you also, might not get that? Don't you think there's also something to be said to not look for a specific thing and let whatever come as it may? So for example, if someone comes my way. And like she's more appropriate just as a fuck buddy. Like that would be inappropriate to try to turn that into a relationship. Let it be that. But it would also be inappropriate to try to just bang someone who I would want a romantic relationship with. Like, do you think some people go out there like, I want this, and they get so tunnel vision that they miss out on like really awesome other opportunities? Yeah, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. To me, some people, their number one priority is a, if, it, if, if a relationship is that high up in your, on your list of things that you want, then that is your taste. You know, mm. you want someone who also wants that. That makes you have something in common that you're looking to settle down in someone else's. If you're missing out on the person who's not looking to settle down, you just don't have enough in common. Like mm. there's going to be other things wrong. I, you, you're missing people that you could fuck, but yeah. uh, you're probably better off if those, you know, if on their list a relationship is like number 20 and it's number one for you, you're probably not similar people that would get into a relationship. Right. So, yeah, you're missing out on the fuck, but that's not even what that person wants. Okay, right? that's fair. That, was, that would be my thinking on that. I, I the, you know, there's this thing. It's like, you know, especially for guys, you know, you want to be ready. You don't want to end up with the wrong person. And, you know, you keep, you know, guys want variety. That's a lot of the, the fun, you know, what gets us going. And, you know, girls don't, you know, want safety. They want, you know, com- companionship a lot more than maybe I do right now. So, you know, you coming, you got to come to terms with that. And I think be- now we live in a time where we're lucky, you know, everyone's being honest about that. There's people out there, there's women out there that are, that, you know, you don't have, you can have that conversation and they'll be cool with it. And, you know, that I think that we're coming closer to that, like, perfect moment. You know? Where like women don't have to just say they're not pretending to want a relationship or they're not pretending to be the laid back chick. They're genuinely 
that's what they want and they're saying what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot less is. judgment coming from women. I think most of the judgment comes from other women. Mm. You know, you, I, I've said this. Like Becky's a skank. Yeah, yeah. like uh, if you sit up, like, I noticed this a lot in college that when I, girls would, I went to Penn State. Mm. When guys would visit Penn State from other colleges, they would hook up more than guys from Penn State. Sure. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, these not great looking dudes. They're not killing it. Like, I was just like, they're, they're hooking up, like, and having crazy hookups. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, how is it happening for them? And I, what I realized is that it's because they're a ship that leaves the next day. You know, if a girl mm-hmm. hooks, up with the, hooks up on that ship, no one on this, you know, that goes away. And then so does the judgment that goes with it that might come from her friends and her sorority sisters. And I think that's kind of what, you know, that's a tough thing to deal with. I can't imagine if I came back to my fraternity and had to hide my head and people be like, you hooked up with her again. Why would you do that? Instead, when I come home, it's high fives all around. You know, there's never any guy that's mad at me for hooking up with a girl that might be not not in my best interest. Mm. How'd you become such a captain of this? A captain of <laughs> yeah. this? Because I don't you've know. been like this for as long as I've known you, which yeah. is, I think, as long as I've been doing stand-up. So it's just, uh, you've always kind of been this way, very sure of yourself, uh, what seemed like confident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I think I'm just, I think about this stuff. So I, I, I'm just about giving perspective and I'm willing to talk it out. Like I'm not, I'm willing to be wrong. Um, but I just, I, I just, I think about this stuff. I, and I'm, I think kind of what you're saying before, like, you know, comedians will be self-deprecating. I think it's hard for a lot of guy guys, like a guy, like an, you know, an alpha guy to say things that show their emotion a little bit. And I think Mm. I do that. I think that's something I do. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you consider yourself an alpha guy? I think, uh, other than the emotion stuff. Well, I guess so. I don't know. I think I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I've never, uh, yeah, I would say like I'm a guy. I don't know. I, I I guess because I see you know doing comedy, you see a lot of guys that are like more standoffish, very that are very uh, beta. You know, I guess I don't yeah. even want to use it. <laughs> I feel bad. That, I don't mean that as a negative, but they're more introverted. Mm. And I've always been an extrovert, so I guess I get. I, I think it's more introvert extrovert than it is alpha beta. You know, so I think when you're you know, when you're, I just think when you're a guy who likes sports and likes going out with friends and likes ball busting, like you don't find a lot of those guys that will also say, oh, "I feel so fat today." <laughs> you yeah. know, so and I'm willing to say that. So. Right, uh, me as well. And then it brings down the party. They're like, "Dude, why you got to bring that up?" Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like my friends and I, like when we were in college, we we kind of made fun of that whole alpha thing. Like we would, I remember we used to. We'd get like we'd do these parties, and then like we'd all get hammered, and then all of a sudden everyone would start chanting the word "chance," and then okay. just making fun of the person who would chant. So we do like it would start as like beta, beta, and then it would go into chance, 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 and then it would be chicks, 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 and then it would be was this then, like an Animal House sequel? Yeah, like it was just a funny, and we knew the joke. That was the thing. Like it wasn't like we were doing chanting. We're chanting the word "chance." That's yeah. very much a sarcastic joke that we're doing i mean if you could look at that and be like yeah you guys don't even know how stupid you sound we know how stupid we sound mm-hmm. i called myself j train in college i know how i dumb mean you that still sounds. call yourself j train yeah now. it was a jo- <laughs> it's, it's still a joke a like, joke that stuck <laughs> yeah it's it, to me it's funny it's like it's a it's an admission that what guys do is stupid you yeah. know and they calling my people are like i can't i've had comics say to me are you really J Train on Twitter? I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking joke. I'm, d- it's hilarious. It's stupid, you know. And it's an admission that none of this matters, you know. Like, I, and now people, like my friends from college, will be like, yo, Train, and I answer to that. Like, that's insane. <laughs> that's so funny to me. And you know, that's. Uh, I think that's what makes, uh, you know, all that guy stuff awesome. Is when guys get it. That's the that's the thing people don't want to admit. They don't want to realize is that we get the joke as much as you do. Mm. You know. So whenever someone sees you on stage, it's like, oh, this guy's a f-. the guys that people hate are just exist less than people want to believe. Mm. You know, there's a there's a ten percent 
of every group that fucking sucks. I say this about like sports fans. I'm from Boston. There's Ooh. so well, this is what happens. People, the the fan that you hate from Boston yeah. exists in New Jersey, exists in Long Island, exists in Queens, exists in Southern Florida, exists in Philly, exists in Arizona, and exists in LA. It's the same person being the same dickhead about a different team. Right. You know, the Boston one is just more famous because they've been winning the last 10 years. The last 10 years has been a fortune, you know, has been a like an embarrassment of fortunes. Before that, yeah, it's provincial. Also, we didn't have the internet before, so you couldn't hear from those people. So yeah. the, if you think of the, the timeline of Boston championships with the rise of the internet, of course they're going to be the most famous version because we've been winning for the last 10 years. We guys also have like an just an obnoxious accent. Yeah, the accent your- <laughs> too. Oh, the, the accent is because of women. Oh. Yeah, because women find the accent hot. That's on guys. I, uh, the Boston accent? Yes. I cannot imagine one woman getting wet to a Boston accent. Listen, I'll tell you. Nothing makes my dick smaller than hearing a woman be like, yeah, fuck me harder. No, I didn't say say women. Women with it, disgusting. (laughs) Men with it is an attractive thing. I've had many girls. You don't have the accent? I know, you know how many buddies of mine didn't have a Boston accent in high school and now all of a sudden have one? <laughs> that men dress for women and they also put an accent on for women, okay? That the it's Goodwill Hunting comes out and now everyone all of a sudden is pocking the cock. Come on. No one in my town had a Boston accent. Everyone has now. Listen, follow the pussy. Yeah. That's how it goes. So so what's your dating situation? You're single. You're I'm single, single on um, a stage which is just attracts all I don't know. I I don't really I don't really get a lot of chicks after shows. I've never really Do you get chicks from the podcast cuz I get women from the podcast really? more than I've ever gotten from the sh- from like stand up. I don't I get a lot of uh I get a lot of women who know way more about me than I would ever know about them. So when I meet them um it'll be a lot of girls that will be like <laughs> I know that you do this and I know this story and that story. I once uh so I was in a book. A what? I was in a book. Okay. And the 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 PR person for the book from from England. Started, what was the book? It was uh, he texted. It's called he texted. Oh, guy, okay, yeah, yeah. I saw you guide about to dating, that. and you can find it. It was a long time ago, but they quoted me for like two thirds of the book, and then the PR person from London came into town. They're like, she's in the town. She wants to come see her show. I was like, oh, that's great. Came to the show. And then she goes, I got to admit something. I've listened to like a lot of the podcasts. And she like knew everything about me. Everything. Like we went out. She started telling me stories about me. And that was a little weird. And like we never, nothing happened. You know, like it was just like, it was almost like she knew me too well. You know, like. I mean, yeah, I've gone on Tinder dates where it's like, so I checked out the podcast. I'm like, fuck. Like, what did you hear? Which sex party story have you heard now? Yeah. Like, what do, do I have to do? You do that stuff? You go to sex parties? Yeah. When, when, where do you go? Uh, last weekend, they were both in Brooklyn. And you, how do you find these? You know, when you put out the slutty beacon, the peop, it, people it know back. that. It, they know that it's like a, it's a safe person to I invite. I let you into my home. <laughs> so wait a minute. It's, uh, hold on. How does this happen? How do you get into that community? Um, I, are they the most disgusting? Is there like anybody good looking? Of course, really? Yeah, yeah. The chick uh, I, guess New York I went City out with last night it was was plenty hot, and I met her at the the party a couple a couple months ago. So what happens at these parties? How do you get in? So every party is a little different, okay? Because there's assume. like sex clubs, right? They're there like, are they're like seedy sex clubs. Aren't Mo- you afraid of disease and all that stuff? Well, I or? use condoms. I, you say condoms. I'm, I use condoms and I'm still sweating the next day about them. Like yeah, but I also, you know, know how math works. So I, I go to sleep well at night. It's okay. also a risk reward. It's like if I want to have you want to play in the get, you want to play in traffic. You gotta, you gotta. Right. I mean, like, look, you, you figure you, you might you, get hit. Sometimes you can get something on girl number one or girl number five hundred. You know, it just so. So you go to the party. Yeah. What what is it? Is it a bar? So the one I go to normally is like a house. It's like a whole building. The guy owns the building. So okay, it's like three, so, three floors in a basement. So one slutty landlord. Yep. Okay. Yep, so one slutty slutty <laughs> landlord. And uh, yeah, people. Is he ha- just wearing tracksuits all day, every <laughs> nah. day? Okay. Unless that's the theme. No. Okay. <laughs> what kind of girls are they? They gotta be out of their minds. They're all. It's 
sexually adventurous or curious people who want to play with doing this really people yeah man yeah okay <laughs> yeah if you're okay imagine. with seeing two dudes blow each other on the side in the corner then uh have at it there's a buffet of of beautiful women to talk to really who are there explicitly to at least flirt or hook up if not full-on fuck i mean everyone's there for different reasons you have to pay to get in is there like a membership fee there's a, a there's a ticket price yeah how I much mean, is a ticket the yeah. one i go to is fairly cheap it's 45 dollars 45 dollars and everyone no one's professional like it's not no, like, no not if like, you go to like a sex club you might see like prostitutes that's what i'm shit. wondering what? but i don't go to those because those are like for profit see if i was a couples only heteronormative space and the one i go to is like super queer like everyone's there that's why i like it it's a house party where people are fucking and you're gonna see everybody. You're gonna see big, you're gonna see thin, you're gonna see black, you're gonna see white, you're gonna see, see if I was gay, a straight, whatever. I would, I would use the Costco method. So you go just like get get a bedroom in at the party. And yeah, say, like you can try some, and then this is you. You know, it's like when you get the taste, and then take my, take my card, take my card, and then you can buy some on the on the, on the shelf. You know, you get you get a half a blowjob, and they, oh yeah, and then you do that thing where at Costco, you're like, I haven't tried this yet. Yeah, you've been over here three different times. You've already had three samples. I can't believe you do that. Yeah, man. I can't believe it exists, but I guess New York City exists, everything exists, exists everywhere. There's a there's a play community kind of anywhere. Play community, what? sure. I mean, you would call some call the internet it, would has fucked some people up, man. <laughs> some would call it uh, what I went to a play party. Okay, there are kink parties. There are last Friday I went to a makeout party. So you can't fuck or do anything, but it's you can, only making out, making out in really so just slutty go, outfits. So yeah. you just what did you wear? <laughs> um, I have, I have, a, I, I was clothed, but uh, I look. It's like. Uh, if I don't put effort in, I look like either a newbie or I look like... See, this is what happens. Nerds have taken over all this bullshit. So, and now we've got uh, newbies. Plenty. Well, no, what, what a noob. What happens is so a, a guy who's new there, yeah. they might be less like, mm, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't understand how consent works in a party atmosphere. For me, if I look like I've been there a lot, and I yeah. have... Then it, I seem like friends a, from I this. Seem like, Do you have friends from this community? Yeah, yeah. At this point now, yeah. So okay. like I wore. I mean, it was Valentine's theme, so I did. I found as much red shit, and oh I wore. I wore. God. This was this was cute. I I wore a bag with Hershey kisses in it, and it said, "Leave a kiss, <laughs> take a kiss." You're gonna you're gonna be the 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 weird parents on the block. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Key, parry, key party gonna, parents. I'm going to have the sex-educated kids. I'm yeah, cool with that. You're going to have the kids that will be like, mom and dad do weird shit on weekends we don't want to talk about. But they're also going to have lower rates of STIs and lower teen pregnancy <laughs> rates, so I'm yeah, cool with that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> no, the parties are good, uh, and, and I like that everyone's there. I like that there's women I'm super not attracted to there. I like that. Why? Because there's also women I'm crazy attracted to. Mm. That. And you so know what? You like, like that there's like just variety. It's like you can try. I like that it's accepting. Because I grew up a kid who was not accepted by. Like I feel I like an outcast because I grew up an outcast, even I though I don't it. look like one. Okay. And so that everyone's there lets me know it's like a really accepting, loving. World. Okay. I mean, other parties are different. I don't go to those parties. I go to this party. It's interesting. I I mean, it's nice. It's nice to know. I guess we like this is like the next level up from Tinder. Like, you know, you're swiping, but in a more like honest, and direct, upfront way. Yeah. At yeah, one point, I, I talked that. to. I was talking to this woman who's like 44. Uh, she's like a swinger from out of state, and she came with her husband. And like, I was talking to her. We actually were both on the bathroom line. By the end of it, neither of us had to pee because we were like, "This is really fun." Mm. And we were talking. We were flirting. And at one point, I said like. You know, I don't know what your rules are with your husband for this party, but mm. like, I'd really like to kiss you. And she's like, maybe later, but not right now. And I was like, cool. Why was it later? I don't know. That's, you know, maybe she had to consult, but we uh -huh. just kept talking. And eventually I, I left and I went and hooked up with my friend in the basement, you know? And, and wow. it's a cool upfront world. Are you having sex every time? I don't, reason? I actually don't fuck at them a lot, man. Never. I, I have, just it's not It just often. doesn't happen often. I normally fool around, do oral more than I'll fuck. Because it's, it's less pressure. Yeah. Fucking takes a lot of, like, focus. It's There's so really loud music. Mm, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, it takes me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Like, so you man. might get, you might get the advice of how can I have sex with this girl at this uh, house party, and I'm I get the questions of like how can I go to a sex party with my girlfriend? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I mean, <laughs> or what's the etiquette? How do you for, bring that up to your girlfriend? What's, that's, <laughs> what's the, the etiquette? What's hey, the, I like you, but I like you in a want to share you with others type of way. Well, you know, some are into that. Sometimes it's the woman who's. Uh, Who's bringing it up? Like, how do I ask my husband for an open relationship? Or man, you know, it's it just uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty vanilla. That's what yeah. I keep learning. You, <laughs> you come to New York and you're like, you can find anything here, you know. So you have to each his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, do you do you sleep around a lot, or do you more try to date around? I, I mean. I, I'm more of a dater than anything else. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a let's go hang out and see what happens. And, you know, I I get in this position where, you know, so, it, that's the thing. It happens differently with everybody. Sometimes I'll have a girl meet one night, go home that night, have the best time, see you later. Yeah. And then a lot of times what will happen, I think more often than not, you have the girl that's like, you know, one date, make out, two date, you know, get together, three date you know, maybe something more happens, you know? So it's like, I get put into that track a lot. And sometimes it's uh, my own fault. Like I'm not upfront enough. Like it's easier to give the advice than to take the yeah. advice. So I yeah. think, uh, you know, I'm a, I know the problem I have is I'm super um, aware. You know, I think there's some guys that are just blissfully naive and like that's their strength and I'm brutally aware of when I'm being a dick and when I'm not being a dick. And okay. there's a point like, you know, there's a girl I was recently hooking up with, and I was like, you know, she was fun. We had a good time. There's no reason to end it, but I was like, I don't want a relationship. I just don't want that right now. And, you know, I kind of backed off the texting, backed off the texting, kind of canceled some dates. And then I was like, hey, this has been fun, but I'm just not looking. You know, I had to like, I couldn't just be in a position where I was just like fucking her yeah. because I knew I was fucking her over. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that to somebody. Like I'd, I'd much rather have the situation where it's, it either happens night one or it doesn't happen at all. Okay. You know, and I, uh, that's right now for me, just because, you know, with comedy and stuff like that. And I, you know, people think the comedy excuse is bullshit, but like there is it's, a point where it's like you are treating comedy better than the person that you should be treating well, you know, and, you know, that feels badly for me. I don't mean to do that, but sometimes that happens. I mean, comedy is the girlfriend, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I, that's been said so many times. She that gets I feel more bad nights in a that. week than yeah. anyone else. That's, and, but that's the truth. And if, if she call, if comedy calls, I'm going to ditch the chick. That's yeah. just what it is. And that isn't got to be annoying. I can't, I wouldn't want to date me. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, but it can be, is that ever hard for you to, to, I feel like a couple of times it's been hard for me to, be responsible like no i gotta do the gig over the like so there was like a there was an orgy one night the same night as like a a show in jersey yeah um and it was paid so like i was like okay i gotta do it but i kept trying to hustle him to get the i was like i gotta get there by midnight or i don't get in can we get the show on time i know it's an urban show but let's try to do it on time here no (laughs) i always uh it's never difficult for me to cancel the girl for comedy it's mm. always difficult for me to go with the girl over comedy do you ever bring her to the show or do you, sometimes do you like doing i'm that? doing it less now i don't like doing it um i i can't really work on shit i feel like that's a later in the relationship type of thing for me to do totally yeah. i mean last night i was at caroline's and this girl that i met online who then became a facebook friend just showed up to the show which is cool but she made it the show she tried to make the show about her and I had was never, she like heckling or just by her? No, presence? I was hosting, so it's it's always tough when you're hosting and just to be like I'm like going around the room. Where are you from? What do you do? How'd you get here? What do you do? And I go to where she's sitting, and she's sitting. I, I didn't know it was her at first. I just this, so this is my there's a guy and a, <laughs> there's a guy and a woman, and then there's two girls next to the guy and the woman. Okay, so it's a group of four, but I knew they weren't together. So I asked the couple. I was like, "Where are you guys coming from? Uh, how long have you guys been together?" And they were like. They're like, we met on Tinder. And I go, oh, cool. Uh, no, I, like, we met on Tinder. <laughs> then they said, so then the guy was like, all four of us. I got all three on Tinder. I go, well, that's not true. No one here buys that. What, how did you really meet? And then they kept going with the joke. And then the girl jumped in and was like, he's a lucky guy. And I look over her. I go, where are you from? She goes, Newton, Mass. And I go, oh, we know each other. And I was like, 
Why couldn't you just answer the fucking question? Like, why did you have to throw in this curveball? Like, I'm just talking to you like humans. Please so tell like, me you didn't want to, like, go out with her after that. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't. Even, I, I really didn't even want anything to do with her after that. I And I was, like, I was just annoyed because I was, like, I'm up here, you know, trying to get the room into shape. And I know no one understands that in the crowd. You know, you're trying to get people ready to see a show as the host. You're trying to warm people up and make them feel a little uncomfortable, but then that will make them feel comfortable. And then to have her, you know, then you have these girls come to shows and they don't know how to act because no one knows how to act at comedy shows. So, and I don't blame them for not knowing. It's just, you know, that type of stuff. You want girls who are dating that to respect it. And I think sometimes people can walk into a show and you know it, we do a lot of shitty comedy shows and you could see, you know, for us, we understand the deal. You do shitty shows to get through it. You want to work on material. Shitty shows happen. So if a girl sees you in that type of light, she won't ever respect it in as your actual profession. Right. She'll be like, you do that in a bar. And it's like, yeah, I do that in a bar to get to not do it at a bar anymore. And that is the job. So I've had a lot of instances where girls uh, would be like, well, you can cancel an open mic. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to get on stage three times tonight. And then they'd be like, well, that's... You're choosing that. They get mad that I'm choosing that over their and relationship. And you're like, yeah. And they don't see it as important as their job. But it is. It's as important to me. So Very. that's the issue. Very. Yeah, man. It's, it, it's a it's a weird thing when someone wants to come to the shows. I'm like, eh, let's, let's hold off. Yeah. I, I mean, like someone I'm dating. Uh, people listening, come, come, please. But <laughs> otherwise, you know. <laughs> no, I hear that. That's, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the other thing that I like about you that okay. I guess I've wanted to talk to you about for a while because like we both uh, have our own issues with body stuff. Yeah, and I, I think men are not supposed to talk, quote unquote, like supposed to talk about feeling fat or or having mm. issues with. Well, with all my buddies have always wanted to go to the gym and look good. Yeah. I just know that every guy wants to look good. It's just that we don't. We're just not as famous about it. Girls want to look good so badly that they're actually insane about it and guys are pretty normally crazy about it mo in most cases like guys don't just go to the gym because they want to they go to look good it's vanity you yeah. know it's not they're not no one's at the gym for their heart everyone's right, there right. at the gym to look better yeah. and to feel good in clothing and um you know i, I don't want to feel good in clothing i want to feel good out of clothing well that's, that's i want to feel good in clothing too though i i hear what you're saying but like you want to you know, you want to be, you know, attractive and like, you know, now we live in a time where it's like, there's very little I can do as a man to attract a woman, you know, that's, you know, that's outside of like success and looks, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, mon monetary success, confidence and looks like, how do you, that's, you know, you can't go and really, you don't think personality in like 2016 has become a way more like a way bigger factor for women than it was 20 years ago. Personality is fine, but uh your per <laughs> I hate to like just throw away personality. I I I I agree per but personality goes into those things. You know, are you passionate about anything? That's a personality. Yeah. If you're passionate about something and you're success you're you're passionate let's say you're passionate about comedy, you know, you could be unsuccessful at comedy but be passionate about doing it and that's attractive and that's part yeah. of your personality. Um I do think those things matter. you know, of course personality matters, but I'm saying that as far as like from afar, if you're going to look at a guy, like do they carry themselves well and are they and are they fit and are they um and are they doing well at the thing that they do the most? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to be with, you know, and I say this all the time, I get shit, but I'm like, you can't go out and be like the best hunter in your group. You know, yeah. we all go, you know, it like, here's another thing, like cooking, you could be a great chef and that has got to be so attractive to a mm -hmm. woman. Like, yeah. you know, like if, and all those things, but like, you know, the, the nowadays you can't go out and be like, it's very tough to like be manly. You know, so um, I think those like guys just want to, you know, feel good and confidence is from that stuff. So and I also lost a lot of weight when I was a freshman in college. So yeah, like, I was going to say you were that, you, you were much heavier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, you know, so I look the way I look now and people are like, oh, fucking dickhead. But like, I mean, I wouldn't give off that vibe before like as a younger guy so how much weight did you lose like 50 and then like you know mm -hmm. i hover i go back and forth and then um it's you know but that's something i think about every single day i think about what i eat and how i eat mm -hmm. and 
uh, you know, what I'm going to drink and what every three hours, what can I put in my body to like try and not look, you know, feel like shit. So, you know, I understand when a girl's like worried about her body. Like I, you know, guys have that issue too. Yeah. But we don't, we don't talk about it as much. And, and no. I, I find that. It's weird that we don't talk about it as much. Like, uh, but also like that goes into like the priorities thing, you know, like we don't talk about it as much because we're not as worried about it because we don't have to worry about it as much. Girls are so worried about it because in the world that we live in, they, they're put on, you mm. know, it's all about looks for them. And, you know, there's so many things coming at them on a daily basis. That but I think that happens with guys too. Like It, it does. It's just not as pronounced because guys... I still have to look at the Abercrombie boy whore on a big fucking totally. poster, you but know? Then, but then you see a big fat guy with a billion dollars. Yeah, but he has to be has, funny or he had to invent something. And that's but, it. But I'm just saying, that guy, you know, the lawyer and the, with the hot wife, like, you know, there are other things men can do <laughs> okay you okay. know that they can uh attract a hot you know successful go-getter woman that's a good point the how to make a murderer uh, lawyer everyone's in love with him right? oh really you know? I, i've never seen the show but I, you know like you watch espn and you know you look at fox news right. look at the women that are on fox news you think all those women were the most qualified well i also don't believe anything on that channel well even so but like they're the most gorgeous women in the world it looks like a beauty pageant yeah. and you don't think there's not one conservative woman that's also a little bit you know yeah. a little bit overweight yeah. <laughs> like i can't believe that there's yeah. not one so you know that's it's got to be much harder it's harder were, were you heavy in high school as well, or just like... Yeah, all my life I've dealt much. with this. So, so do you like, think that informed like your outlook on like sex and dating as something you probably didn't get as much of until later in college? Yeah, I was just always the person that girls would go to for advice. Right. So I was always like, you know, I'm a guy that looks... You know, I get always... My whole life I'd have girls be like, what does he think when he does this? Or what does he think when I does... And I've just been giving honest perspective since day you know since i can far back as i can remember so i've always been um in a position where i i've i've heard girls fears about guys and i think that's that's why a lot of like you know i get a lot of female listeners to the podcast that are like oh yeah yeah that made sense for me and you know it's nice to hear like an honesty but also not make me feel bad about it right and i think that's something that you know you don't hear a lot yeah, when you when you're just around chicks like for such a long time in those growing years, you you understand how they work. Yeah, that's why I think I'm good at talking to women now mm -hmm. because those are the only people who talk to me until I was 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a weird thing. It's like you look back, you can't, you know, you're getting reps on uh, women's <laughs> problems, but that's kind of how it works. Yeah, I think there also comes like you get uh, a respect for women in a different way. Like, you know how some dudes that get overly protective about maybe, like, a baby sister? Mm. I think I it's something along those lines. Because all your – my friends, at least, were all women mm -hmm. and gay men. That That's just who I, I related to and I learned about their problems. So when I started to look better or feel more confident, mm -hmm. I guess I was, like, just more aware of what I was saying and what I was doing. Yeah. I I also – yeah, totally. I mean, you're just aware of how the other side has it. Mm -hmm. And you see kind of just what makes <laughs> what makes them the most angry. You see what like what things annoy them the most. And it's like, you know, not hearing back from a guy that then is so into them at a certain another point they're like, How is that happening? That happens all the time where girls are like, he's always texting, but he never asked me out. It's like that has been happening since the dawn yeah. of time. Like guys showing attention when they can get it and then when they done with the attention they move on. So when you lost the weight, did you find it a lot easy? Like, were you easily able to get with women and get with chicks in college not at that point? Or? Not really. Like, when did you, know, you I, come in your I don't captain know. own? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't hook up with as many girls as you think. I don't know. I just, uh, I bought, I just, um, I think, uh, I never really gone into the swing of things. I don't know. I, I, you know, when I don't I know, out, you seem very, you know, I remember I met you probably when I was like, 21 22 mm -hmm. and you seemed you were a guy on stage talking about his physical insecurities like yep. right and talking about women mm -hmm. and i was like he seems really confident that seems like a dude to like try to like that's an example of confidence as yeah, a man person i should be well that's the other thing like i have i have a confidence where it's like i don't need to like get my 
shit off from getting with a girl. You know, like I. You're not if, thirsty. I'm not thirsty at all. Like I will go home if I if I strike out on a Saturday night. That is not the worst Saturday night of my life. I'll right. come back. I'll eat some food and I'll watch some TV and I'll yeah. pass out on the couch. That's a that's a fine night to me. There, it, I like I'm not like a go out on the prowl type. Yeah, like I'm more like I think I like. That's why I like dating apps. Like you I go you out meet, on the Rome instead. Yeah, you go on Rome, <laughs> and you can go on dates, and you can like meet someone new. Like that's fun. Um, and I also get in these like, I'm pretty much like I, I get in these like ten month relationships. Like that's my game. Yeah, and I'm pretty good at the ten months. Eleven You're good months at ten I'm months. Not good at. So what, what's happening at the end of the ten months, man? <laughs> I get tired of it, and I'm just like, I want to be single now. <laughs> but I will do a ten month sprint uh, sprint with this girl, and then. Like the last probably five, probably five out of the last six girls have gotten engaged to the next guy they met, um, which is an insane. So, so you're statistic. Good, a good stretching, a good prep. I think I show them how good things can be, and they're like, I better, <laughs> how, I better hang on to the next one if it's even close to that. I better hang on tight. I think that's what happens. Uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a good Sunday couch hang, so yeah. I think uh, that's where I excel. I don't really excel in a. Bar. I can do the bar situation, like I can turn it up, but it's you know it's, it's like being on it's stage. Tiring. It's tiring. Yeah. So I'm like not a fan. That's the thing. You go you go do stand up and do three shows. It's like I got to do a fucking fourth show for this one chick. <laughs> you know, like that's not that's not a fun night. So I almost get like I want them to do the show for me at that point. I know. Well, that's <laughs> that's a tiring thing too. <laughs> you know, getting a girl to try and impress me. I don't know. I go to and then I'll also what my plan is. I for whatever reason I've gotten this thing where I go to these loud bars at like three in the morning. I'm like, I'll see what happens here, and I just can't do it because I'm like, I can't keep up with yeah. the night that they already. Had. You know, the hookup happens at the pregame. That's the best time to hook, find a girl. Okay. You know? So you these you see at three a.m. It's like you're not going to find a girl at three a.m. You need to find the girl that you met at seven p.m. Uh-huh. to hook up at three a.m. And, and you know, a lot of times I'm just like, fuck it. I'll, let me see. I like fuck myself over by being like, ah, oh, I'm done texting with this girl. I'm going to go see if I can find some weird random thing at three a.m. <laughs> it's like, no, you should have went with the girl you were texting at seven p.m. So <laughs> text her at seven. She comes by at eleven thirty. You guys are out of the bar at midnight. And and it's a fun night. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> That's awesome, man. On the thirsty part, sure. I think a lot of dudes will be like, you know, I want to get laid or whatever. Like, how can I have more sex? And I tell them, stop trying to have more sex. Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely think I get laid because I'm not out trying to get laid. I'm just being, not being thirsty. I think, I think the it's best, so key. The best advice is to stay on task. And I hear what you're saying. Sure, sure. Don't be, don't try to have sex. Be okay with a no. I think that's more, is my perspective on that. Is like, be cool with no's. And that's a confidence thing. Hey, want to come back to my, no, I don't want to, listen, no problem. Um, I'm going to go home. Right. And it's okay that that happened. At least you put it out there. At least you didn't say in this vague world of, what are you doing? What am I doing? It's not confident. It's the confidence is like, at two in the morning being like hey i'm gonna go home you want to come are you in and are you in yeah it's you like in? she's either in or she's out <laughs> maybe she's gonna be like oh, you know you'll see you'll get the vibe from there but my biggest issue and i'm this is going back to what i was just saying and i have this happen to me a lot stay on task the girl you're texting at five o'clock is in for 2 a.m you know don't <laughs> get distracted by 11 p.m girls <laughs> this is i'm serious this happens to me all the time i'll go i'll be texting with a girl all day and then i'll go do the sh i'll go to the show and i'll be like oh maybe i'm gonna meet someone at this show and then i'll fuck her i'll be like i'll go off the radar from 7 p.m girl and now i'm talking to 11 p.m girl who just came to the show and is probably wanting to go home and that's not gonna happen right so if you're looking to fuck like this is about the fuck game then by midnight you know 7 p.m girl found some other dude or she's just like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Okay. I'm not waiting around. This guy won't even have me out at 12. Why would I want to be with him at 2? Mm -hmm. So I think staying on task is the best way because girls just want to plan. Plans are hot. You come in with like, hey, I got this thing going on at 10 with my friends. We're going to be at this bar at 11. Come meet me and my friends at this bar at 11. Now you've, you know, just the captain of the flight. Here's my night. You're more, you're more than invited to come and be a part of it. If you're out, let me hear a no. Right. You know, it's this 
Because right now, especially in New York City, this is New York City. You ever try and have Chinese food in New York City? There's a 20 Chinese food places on every block. And then you pick one and you're like, oh, I should have went to the other Chinese food place. That's the same thing with dating in New York City. Yeah, It's a million options and options breed uh, depression. <laughs> and really the thing is get rid of all the other options. Make it one option. Mm-hmm. That would be my advice. Uh, let, let's leave with this. What's a piece of advice? What's one piece of advice you still that you give out a ton that you really still should be taking yourself that you don't? Probably the last one I just gave. The last one you just gave. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably the <laughs> crux of my problem. Um, I don't know. What's a piece of it? I don't really. I. No, I think the, I think what I just said. That's, okay. uh, I got to stay on task more. I'm thinking about this right now. I mean, because I just, I had a kind of a thing going on. I wasn't really out there. So I just ended that. So I'm kind of like back way out there. Okay. Instead of just like kind of out there. So. I'd say uh, stay on task because right now, like, I'm probably texting with like three girls and then I'm on Bumble and it's like right. that's insane. What am I doing? I got shit to do. I just you get know? I delete I get off the app for a while, man. Until uh, until one sh- of the three drop out. And Here's the like- advice I don't I give that I don't take and I should take it. Yeah. Only download those apps on Thursday through fr- Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, Thursday through Sundays. <laughs> I'm serious about that because you want on those apps, if you're looking to hook up on those apps, you have to make it happen quick. You have Uh to go because everyone else just kind of like hovers. Yeah. If you make it quick and you zig while everyone else is zagging, girl, there's going to be someone that's in. What are you doing tonight? Are you down to hang tonight? And then yes, no, maybe so. All right. You know? Rocking, man. Well, Jared, thanks for coming on. Thanks um, for having me. What do, you, what do you want to plug? You, you, have, you have the podcast, obviously. Yeah, J Train Podcast comes out every Tuesday and Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm J Train 56 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Rocking. J Train That's my website. J Train Jared, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate thanks for having it. Me. This is fun. Yeah, later. So go ahead and check out Jared on the internet. Go to jtraincomedy.com. You can find his podcast, the J Train Podcast. You can find him on Twitter, his stand-up dates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, that was that's fun. We don't get to do the whole uh, straight guy to straight guy talk very often. I almost felt like a man, dude. Yeah, almost. <laughs> if you're looking for advice, you know you can always email me. But hey, why don't you also email Jared? Email the both of us. See what types of uh, conflicting or agreeable advice we give you. Because as always, you can hit me up, manwhorepod at gmail.com, especially if you live in the greater Los Angeles area and would be interested in meeting up for like a happy hour or something. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at TheBillyPresita. Say hello. Use the hashtag manwhorepodcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. If you use the hashtag manwhorepod, less likely I'm going to find it. And I do implore all of you, support open and honest conversations about sex by donating to the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. You know how to spell. Yeah. Uh, very fun conversation. Hope you all enjoyed it. Next week, I sat down or I sit down. I don't know which tense to use, but... Next week, got a very gay episode. Very excited about it. I've got David Thorpe, the filmmaker behind the documentary, Do I Sound Gay? So why don't you go ahead and get a jump start and watch that on Netflix so you're prepared for the the episode next week. Yeah? Sound like a good plan? Okay, cool. You go do that. I'm going to go do my thing. I'll see you next week. Stay slutty.